Hotbob video. <laughs> Hot what was your favorite uh, MTV? Next. Prince. Damn it. Did you even let me finish? Oh, God, not. Um, you didn't like Next? The Room one. Room, room Raiders. Room Raiders. No, Parental <laughs> yeah. we Control. We have to have a Room Raiders app. See, I have no memory of Parental Control. Yeah, parental Control know, that was yeah, maybe that was the most really amazing good. show ever. No, I think Room Raiders was like the grossest one. Okay, well, really Parental Control, the, the boyfriend watched as the girlfriend went out on a date with other <gasps> women with the parents. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I remember okay. that one. Do you guys remember, did you ever watch Teen Mom? No, I've never, no, I've never seen that one. Yeah, I've never but heard of it. But that's not the same. It's not yeah. a game show. Yeah, but Teen Mom, like... They should do a show called Adult Mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's, they let's do run... What's they, they... the one that the mom has eight kids? Is it called? Oh, Octomom. Oh, she mom. does porn now. I wasn't yeah, sure if that was the plus eight. John, cool. Yeah, John and, eight, John and Kate plus eight. Oh, dude. We should watch Do you guys remember the Duggars? Oh, yeah. Yo. And then, wait, one of the... My the Duggars. Dude, my mom was obsessed. Same. And Wait, one of the one of the Duggars. Yeah, the the Duggars are this crazy ass like family. Yeah, they're like a Jehovah Witness family. Yeah, there's some sort of like weird Christian denomination, and they live out in the middle of nowhere. And they all, their dad's in like real estate or something, so they have this gigantic house that they built by themselves. But they're they have how many? Sixteen kids and counting. Is yeah, what they're I think they're they're at nineteen right now, and the woman's like forty six and miserable. Wait, wait, wait. They used to have a special every year. It was like. Whatever kids and counting, seventeen kids and counting, eighteen kids and counting, and then they had their own show called The Duggars, and then it got canceled because one of the older brothers was molesting one of the younger sisters. Yeah, my mother. I have okay. I have never in my entire life seen my mother as heartbroken as she was when she found that news out. Yeah, my mom reads tabloids like they're her neighbors. Like she talks about Dina Lohan, like she knows her. We gotta find a better spot for this, my man. I'm just gonna have to hold it. Okay. All right, welcome to the car bar. Woo! Yeah. All right, we're coming up with a pretty crazy ass week. Sure. Um, here in Chicago, we had our Halloween spooktacular. Very weird vibes. At our house, it was only weird, I think, because a couple of days prior to that, we all had as a house an insanely lit ho- um, hotel party Yeah, where we stayed at a luxury hotel and ordered room service and got wasted. Sarah and I went to a nine course dinner at Schwa. We saw Little Ugly Mane the night before, or that night. That Brad night. saw Very Little tight, Ugly yeah. Mane. Um, we went in the hot tub. We s- Jack swam fully closed. Multiple times. Multiple no, times. I think the well, I think the true miracle in all of this is none of us got pneumonia from being out when it was like literally 30 degrees outside, walking around in these white robes that they had given us in the room. Very comfortable. I might have gotten pneumonia, but I don't think I did. Clem is the Clem only may victim. Have gotten pneumonia. Yeah, she's the only victim of pneumonia so far that we know of. Um, but yeah, but then a few days later we had our annual Halloween party, which I think was actually like a very fun party. It was just that we had had our the best day of our lives True. two days prior been at that party than hosting that party you would have rather been there than host it yeah. i agree okay. almost or, always yeah that way. my friend shout out to annie brown andy browning just broke edge and was Ooh. being very litty that night it was litty. super fun yeah. so um i did something out of character of this week which was listen to a couple of new hardcore punk record re- releases um, Truly incredible releases this week. 
Or I guess a couple weeks. I don't know. Okay, so there's a few things that I, I've been a little... I've been trying to keep a little more, more a foe of hardcore punk lately. Um, okay, the first record I think we need, really need to talk about is the new Warthog record. I agree. <laughs> I haven't heard it yet, actually. So it starts off with the, like, 21st Century Fox snare. I shit you not. <laughs> They're like, run dun, run dun. Oh, really? <laughs> And then it goes into a ripping anti-Symex ripoff that is incredible. It's good. Honestly, it's just good. Like, I, I never found Warthog, like, ex- like particularly offensive, but um, Sarah's favorite joke is that we have stood outside. For... <laughs> They're my favorite band to stand outside, too. Yeah. <laughs> They're the sick break band, for sure. Um, but this record was tight. It pops. Honestly, like... Oh, there's, I, the, there's the one song, Brainwasher, I just miss, that is just really silly. Yeah, I just miss when they were called Chain Wallet, and were an actual punk band. Nobody, nobody faux... misses that, because they were never, never released any material under Chain Wallet. Well, the demo, well the demo was called the Chain Wallet Demo, yeah. I believe. An homage to them being called Chain Wallet when they were a better band. You think they were better then? If I, okay... I will say that the peak Warthog for me is Exterminate Me. That fucking intro riff, so hard. So heavy. Love it. Yeah. Huge fan. Okay. But anyways, the new record. I just, like, I had no idea that they even came out with any new material between then and now. Like, the demo and now. Like, I never even paid attention just because it was, like... Yeah, but... I think they had an EP that came out. Just like a so, to my knowledge, Warthog ago. has five releases. They have the Chain Wallet demo. They have Exterminate Me. They have the first self-titled 7-inch. They have a promo tape. Maybe even six. They have a promo tape, and then they have the one called Welcome to the Civilized World or whatever with the, the best art that they've ever done. And then the newest one. What's with, the art? Can you? It's like a... It's maybe my favorite thing that Alex Ayer has ever done. It just looks like a newspaper, and it says, Welcome to the Civilized World. Alright. It's cool. It And it's got Larry Warhog on it. It's, it's It looks good. It looks good. Yeah. Anyway, the new Warthog rocks. I would mosh. I would come out well, of mosh retirement, maybe. Well, my whole thing is that I think that punk records should not be overproduced, nay, produced at all. I think that it should just be raw, uninhibited Oh, yeah. Music. Okay. So, this is a phenomenon that I, I've noticed in doing research about the new Warthog record, it was produced, mixed, mastered, um, engineered, and recorded by five different people. Have you guys heard of this before? No. If you have an engineer on your punk record, it is no longer a punk record. It was engineered by that kid, Nate Pottsfall? Again, no longer is. a punk record if you have someone just, I want, engineer what is, it. What is engineering, what does that mean? Does anyone yeah. know? No. Engineering what is that? Is, but I think if someone does it for free, it might count as a punk record. I oh. My vision of an engineer <laughs> of a record is someone who wears a black beret, tiny sunglasses, and a turtleneck, and sits in the room huh? and just judges yeah, who, the what, record. Who are you imagining right now? I'm imagining, like, Bongo Cafe guy, just, like, <laughs> sitting in the room being like, is this the... This could be better. Is this Like, the, that's what I imagine an engineer <laughs> of a record is. This is, like, the kitty puppet from Pee-wee? Exactly. <laughs> like, the they engineer. just sit... They just, like... I imagine there's, like, a couch and a giant mixing board, and then they just sit in the... Cross-legged in the couch, just judging the record. I feel like it's just, like, the judge of the record. Yeah. I, like... 
Yeah, like, that's the only thing I can really imagine. Like, this, I, like, yeah, like, I don't understand the utility of engineering a punk record. But, I mean, it sounds good. But I also want to know what it sounded like two steps ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to know before it was produced and engineered. I think that no (laughs) digital material should come out under the guise of punk. But that's just me. That's so ridiculous. Well, call me ridiculous, but... No digital material should... Should come out under the guise of punk. I think that punk is a very specific (laughs) facet that you should only record analog and only with, like, broken, shitty four tracks. I think... What about, like, an iPhone recording? Because that's... That's true. You know what? It sounds just as bad... It sounds just as bad as as a four track. (laughs) I would love to record a four-tracked iPhone record. Every instrument recorded on an iPhone and then mixed on a computer. That's the only digital record I'll allow. Or or Radio Shack microphones. Actually, I like that. Radio Shack, like, uh, you can even, like, each... Like, like the like, like shitty like $4 contact mics that you plug into your computer and you record each instrument separately like that that all allowed digital do audacity recordings count yeah like okay, okay, what about okay like, I guess, gar- I guess garage, garage band so, so, so you have some leniency basically. I do have some leniency in the digital I get like the digital idea but like if you go to a studio and some fucking dork is using Ableton like fuck that. That's yeah. not a punk record anymore. You just like made friends with a like a with a normie guy who like watched one Steve Albini YouTube video. Like that's not punk. So what about like milk music and stuff? Milk all music that is, is all of that is recorded <coughs> digital. They did all that themselves. Digitally. Depends on who you ask. Alright, well I wish. And there's at least here. six guitar called tracks, I bet. Oh yeah, called Well, do you consider milk music a punk band? Because I don't. You don't? I don't. I who think outside great... of pu- Who outside of punk is listening to Milk Music? They played a Pitchfork Honestly. Festival. I, I, this, I feel like it's in the punk tradition. They are, they are beloved by punks, but they are not a punk band. They are a rock and roll band. I don't think they would be as popular if it wasn't under the... Under the guise of punk? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, like I said, I think that they are beloved by punks, but they are not a punk band. And this is coming from one of the biggest Milk Music fans in the van. Love that band. Mystic 100's insanely incredible record. Which I, well, which brings us to our our next punk record to, to discuss, which is the Robo Trip demo. <laughs> was shocked at how good it was. It was so fucking yeah, good. I thought it was great. It yeah, was, it was insane. insane. Awesome. Yeah, it was really fun. I was not convinced for the first like thirty seconds, and then it, when it went into that like first super hard breakdown, I was like, hell that, yeah. yeah! That intro, that intro like bass <laughs> You're riff. Moshing. Yeah, that intro bass riff was like one of the most genius like punk riffs I've heard in the last five years. That was like wide eye embodied. It was so good. It was good. Yeah, the whole record, the whole tape is good. Uh, I'm glad I waited the, two like, years to hear it. Yeah, the like kind of <laughs> clean guitars, but like they're just blown out on the four track. Like it works so well. Incredible. Clem, do you hear it? I have not yet. I've seen Robert Trip live and would see them again, which I wouldn't say about. Honestly. I was, okay, I was gonna say I wouldn't say that about most punk bands now, but most of what I've heard recently is good. But the fact that I have seen them live is rare, and they were dope. There's when, one, when did you see them? It was at Margaritaville. Oh yeah, yeah but they played. Did they play that Paranoid show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. know. There was. Let's talk about that band for a second. That band fucking sucked. They had some guy. They like. <laughs> 
they like brought in some like scab. Wait a minute, hold up. None of us got there in order in time to see RoboTrip, except for maybe Clem, who played. I played before RoboTrip. Yeah, no, 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 no. The three of us did not get there in time to see leaked image or RoboTrip. I saw RoboTrip at least three times. I've never seen them before. I've seen them one time. They are good. They're incre- they're incredibly sloppy in the best way. But to pause and talk about Paranoid for a second, totally sucked. Dude, okay, they brought in a scab bass player. Like, I get it. Like, you guys are Swedish. But, like, why did you bring the bass player from him on no, tour with you and was, just not okay, have him plugged in at all? The, the the bass player thing was a was a fluke. They didn't mean to do that, and I understand that. But, but your first inhibition is to hit up someone who played in him. We're talking his Infernal Mac. No, talk shit. What does inhibition mean, Brad? Your first inhibition, <laughs> like your first thought. Intuition. Mm-hmm. No, inhibition. I'm standing by this. <laughs> fuck college. Fuck you guys. <laughs> your first inhibition is to fucking hit someone up who played in him. Fuck that. Fuck that's that guy like, and his stupid ass fieldy fucking goatee. That's our old homie, though. Maybe it got better. I don't at the give end a the fuck. Tour. They sucked. He didn't even. He wasn't even plugged in. Okay, he was terrible, but I don't think that the scrub terrible bass player was enough to like like it was really like the whole thing was bad they did cover anti-cymax and that was sick i like those i like that record a lot um i was talking to taib about this but But also it really didn't translate the fake like japanese shit like we gotta drop that as a scene we gotta drop that like that is on tier with like being a weeaboo like worshiping these japanese records and like like they might as well have gone to like an anime convention you know what I mean? Like, worshipping this, like, idea of Japanese punk being, like, the end-all, be-all of punk, which it is. It's amazing. But, like, using Japanese characters on your records and, like, making this art that's very indicative of, like, Japanese records from, like, the 80s is, like, super fucked up. I mean, yes, but, like, didn't, like, Scandinavian hardcore and Japanese hardcore sort of progress in the same way? What do you mean by that? At the same time? They were, they were around at the same time, but the art styles are completely different. Yeah. It's, like, fucked up, like, right? Like, it's, like, too, no. too stupid for me to even say whether it's fucked up or not. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, like, we get it. You're influenced by Guy, who isn't. Like, they're one of the best bands of all time. Like, like why do you have to, like, make this such a, like... You can't like per- you can't like show it through your music, so you have to like use like it in the artwork. You know what I mean? Like if your music sucks, you put Japanese characters on your record, and then everyone's like, "Oh, they were just trying to rip off Japanese hardcore." Is that valid? Yeah. There's a band that's touring here called Fucking Lovers. Oh, yeah. oh and I, right, right, right. I have never heard them before. I will not listen to them. They um, were in a band called Allergy oh, that was really good. I have heard good things about Allergy. Um, but it was explained to me that fucking lovers is like a whoever was explaining it to me said, Oh, they're like that Japanese hardcore band. Whoa. Oof. And I was like, Are they from Japan? And he said, they're, no, from, they're Florida. from Florida. Are you fucking kidding me? Like um, Yeah. And I was like, because I thought thought that they were like a pop punk band. That's what I thought. Fucking lovers. Or like a not a pop punk, yeah. like a power like a power pop band. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking love us. <laughs> We're the fucking lovers. Um, but speaking of like really corny shit, I okay. So I have I have two dear friends who, at least two dear friends who worked on this record, um, and so I had a very little 
expectations for this um, truly whack, unimportant, <laughs> and embarrassing record. But the City Hunter LP, I mean... How much time do you have, dude? It's so ugly. It's so... I mean, I'm not going to say anything about the actual record because, again, two dear friends working you know on the record. But I will say that um, the, the, the Youth Attack update went up with a engraved City Hunter knife. It was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my We're going to talk about the record for a second. You're going to open the record with, like, a horror movie soundtrack, like a very well-curated, like, score from a, a movie soundtrack, go into a pretty good bass riff, and then have, like, if you played Bohemian Rhapsody on, like, 12 RPM as the vocals. Like, that's so lame. It's so corny. The vocals are so weird. They're and, like, so bad. Like... You know what we're going to do? We're going to, like, do three vocal tracks. One of them's going to be the right speed, one of them's going to be sped up, and one of them's going to be slowed down. Like, and then he changed... Okay, my... my. Go ahead, Clem, I'm sorry. In theory, the idea, I have not listened to this, but the idea of Bohemian Rhapsody at 12 RPM makes me want to listen to it. It was just, like... <laughs> I get that it was supposed to be kind of, like, nightmare but it was so boring and weird, and, like... I like I even tried to conceptualize this record as like a not punk record. I was like thinking about it as a metal record. And it doesn't work then. <laughs> it's just like I mean the cover. Oh wait, okay, there is one track that's called like Crimson something, Crimson Tide or whatever. I will you know what? That has like a really pop in like Coke Bust riff that is like a hot riff. And then it's just the song just sucks. <laughs> I will say that the demo is incredible. I love the City Hunter demo. I think it's great. The riffs are good. The vocals aren't as, like, really, really corny. But this LP, and the fact that, like, he changed his, like, they changed the mask was, like, so lame. <laughs> the cover is, like, I wish Jack was here because he has, like, a good riff on this. But it's, like, Mark McCoy is really into this, like, CGI thing <laughs> that like if that's what he was purporting to be producing it would be it would be like so sick but it's supposed to be this like 80s like like flat like risograph aesthetic but it's actually just like bad CGI like it's so dumb but bad actually you thought one of the the long the long sleeve was sick it's not sick I it, thought it was tight so the dumb. long sleeve was cool Can you describe it it's like a horror movie record cover, and then it says "stab and repeat" on the sleeve oh, in like code orange. So it's bad. All, it says it. It says it in like code orange kids font, which like I like for some reason. Like it just works. I think the long sleeve is sick. No, would wear. That sounds bad. really bad. I'm gonna wear it. I'm gonna order one to wear probably. Do it right now. All right. Well, I think they're sold yeah, out. Luckily, thank God, Mark McCoy is still. No, wait, I, I'm at 1%. Don't worry. Sorry. You'll, don't worry. You'll, you'll be able to buy it for $1 in, in like, six months Yeah, in like now. three months. Um, what else happened this week? Oh, um, the Jeez Louise oh. demo. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Nancy was such a good band. This is the um, this is the side project of Nancy, friend of the pod. Um, Love Joe. Joe and some other kid from New York that I don't know. But I listened to the record Thank you. almost all the way through, and then I immediately turned it off and listened to one of the best, uh, like, power pop, punk, pop punk records to ever come out, which is the Nancy record, 
the first Nancy record, it's perfect. There's no improving on it. No. Mm-mm. I mean, absolutely it's like not. perfectly written songs. Right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I, can't even I saw a video of Nancy playing, and Did it was... Say, I can't even expand on that, really, but it is perfect. I mean, it's perfect. It's so I saw a video of Nancy playing in St. Louis, and it was just the drummer, who I don't know the name of, I'm sorry, and Joe. And um, Joe had an SG that he had broken the headstock off of, and instead of getting a new guitar or borrowing a a guitar, he used pink duct tape and a PVC (laughs) pipe to duct tape the guitar back together to play the set. (laughs) Legendary. One time I got a voicemail which I'll play in the recording of this uh, that I still have, like asking for a gig in Western Mass, and it was Joe. And I set up a show like in like three days in advance, and like a shitload of people came. It was really fun. Hey, Haley, this is uh, Joe from the band Nancy. I got a phone number from Aaron Hurst. Um, we are on tour right now with a band called Thumbsuckers from Chicago. And I'm trying to set a quick thing up in Northampton on March 19th. I don't know if you're going to be around or not, but um, give me a call when you can. That would be really, really awesome. All right, cool. Uh, thanks. Later. It was super fun, but I let Nancy play for like, <laughs> I let them play for like 45 minutes because I was just like, everyone was into it. Like, I, went, I don't have no idea if everyone was into it, but I was really into it. And then the last band played and they played, I was like, oh, you guys got to stop after like four minutes. Three <laughs> 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 um, Yeah, but it was really fun. Um, yeah, it's like, I don't even think that Nancy, uh, to be honest, like I really, Nancy put out that other record that had mm-hmm. Get the Rev Up on it and like. That it's song, good. Get the Rev Up, the 7-inch is awesome, but I don't think the record is... I mean, it's, like, fine. It's good. It's great. It's, like, you know, it's Nancy, but it doesn't hold a candle to the first record. The first yeah. tape was too perfect for them to ever follow. True. They held up as a live band after that. Oh, but. yeah. Every Shall time I, I reference yeah. the pink duct tape and PVC pipe again? <laughs> like, are you... That's so insanely the sick. They played perfectly. They, like, it was insane. It was in Bonerville, too. Mm-hmm. How can you that? <laughs> and there was, I kid you not, there was 400 people in Bonerville. Like, so, like, packed wall to wall. I mean, we've talked about the Nancy show that happened at Albion House on this podcast before. But it was so <laughs> fun. What other records came out? That song, Do You Wanna, is pretty good. I heard it on Cruel Noise. Oh, Terrorist came out with a record this I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm very excited to listen to it. It's awesome. Have you guys heard it? Mm Mm-mm. Nope. You guys should listen to it. Terrorist from New York. (laughs) Incredible. Oh, the the new Devil Master record. I got it in the mail. I haven't heard it yet, though. Neither have I. I think we need to wait on that one. I think we need a full... I'm a Devil Master fan. Love Devil Master. They played in Detroit with this band called Shitfucker who is one of maybe my least favorite bands in the entire world. But they did cover Cherry Bomb one time, and it blew my mind. Because they're, like, three, like, 45-year-old guys who, like, still appropriate Nazi art. Because they're all Ju- they're all Jewish, right, John? Uh, or two... Dick, uh, Dick and Charlie are Jewish, yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah, So two out of the three members are Jewish, so they think it's fine to appropriate Nazi artwork, which is fucked up. Um, but they covered Cherry Bomb, and it was so tight. And they're like a like a metal band. Like the bassist plays like a BC Rich, like pointy bass. And like wears like a leather like cup. Yeah. Should we invite him in? 
Hey. Hey, Carbar. <laughs> um, oh, um, so this is a little bit, a couple weeks ago, but Q came out with a new 7-inch. With another drum intro that threw everyone for a loop. I think Warthog got their idea from Q. Honestly, the second Q 7-inch is, is, is hot. I liked it. It's an amazing punk record. The one with the guy skating across all the cues. No, it's the 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 new record that came out. Oh, the one with the painting. Yeah, it's like a painting of Mike like texting mm-hmm. and someone else playing pool. Yeah, Austin <laughs> playing pool, Mike in a dress texting. It's like, it's kind of like all over the place, but it's the same. They were saying that the same guy who had recorded the demo had recorded also this record and like. The recording is just like it's just like way better, like it's just like way more clear than the original than the demo. Right. So I don't know. I don't like the record's good, but it's like way ADD. It's like all over the place. I thought um, it was good. The like the riffs are there for sure. Yeah, for sure. Although I there's know one who song that's kind on of that. like a slower version of the, my favorite <laughs> Q song, which is like I think it's called Control. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Control Q. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good record that came out. What else? I've been listening to a record from France that came out in 1985 called Your Hell by Butcher. And it's an incredible record. Is it Fran- French Oi? No, it's these like 18-year-old kids with a drum machine. And it's just like super chorused out like punk. Hmm. It's great. Hmm. All right. Should we go into punk current events? Um, I've been listening <clears throat> to a lot of Neubauten while counting money. At work. I think that's a current event. How is that current event? Because it's currently what I'm doing. There has been no shows. I mean, not that I've gone to. I'm in grad school. Oh, Porno Glows played in Northwest Indiana. That was fun. Oh yeah, you went. So this band, um, Canadian Rifle, played, and they played for 45 minutes, and they were the first band. Still a band? They're still a band, and they still suck. (laughs) I've never even seen them, but they're a band that I've thought about seeing since. Yeah, you should continue to think about seeing them and not see them because they are definitely a sig break band. I think we should bleep that out. Like Warthog. Why? Yeah. Do you have friends in Canadian Rifle? I don't have friends in Canadian Rifle, but I'm not trying to burn any bridges. You could have friends in Canadian Rifle. Yeah, but I don't want to with the music they play. It's bad. <laughs> can't bleep that out. Um, so I did go to a show Sunday night at Archer Ballroom. How was it? Was well, not was that the scene? Um, it was to pay a touring. Oh, band. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Who oh sound my like? God. Do they sound like the NFL team? No, it's oh fuck! It didn't even get. <laughs> it's like the B52s with. There was like some comparison that I almost like approached the band to make. Like you guys sound like the B- B52s, but like math rock. Ooh, um, Clem, you're not selling this. It was, but it was. Cool. Is it dope? It, you it, can it, say it's dope. I, I will not go that far, but it was cool. Um, Shill's new project, I think, new. My partially digested twin played. They were very cool. Is Jill performing with someone else? Yeah, it's it's like both of them do vocals and like kind of similar to Force into Femininity in terms of the synth stuff. Mm-hmm. There was a point where the other person was, like, gathering all of the dirt and garbage that was on the ground in front of them into a little pile, which, in the moment, was very cool. 
I want to say it was called Giraffe played, and they had a song about Adderall making your dick soft, which was <laughs> that's pretty tight. Kind of, yeah, relatable for some people. So. Sure. Um, but yeah, that was. I listened to a lot of Grateful Dead on the way to and from the show. Very nice. nice. Wait, what was Kale's band with that song? It was like Adderall, alcohol. Oh, obscene noise life. Obscene noise life. Haley's crown jewel. That's pretty good. I was in obscene noise life. (laughs) You still are in obscene noise life. I I feel that obscene noise life is going to play a show again. Yeah. I I never asked to be in obscene noise life and was denied. Wasn't there a point where you were just trying to get, like, as many guitar players as possible for one show? Well, Definitely didn't make the cut for that one. Uh, like, okay, we were, like, going to play a gig. This is going to probably get cut, but we're going to, like, play this gig with, like, kind of, like, a self-serious band from Portland. And then, it, like, Kale wanted to do, like, um, his own flyer for the show. And then Oh, Spawn I remember like, this. Spawn said no. Oh, yeah. That's really funny. Yeah, and it was, like... I was like, oh, okay. Like, we're like, I think we're probably just gonna not play the game. What do you have to do if you have to pee while you're in the car bar? <laughs> I think you just pause. have to hold it. Uh, should we pause the car bar? I feel right, like we, we just have to get. Th- we just have to get through the rest Let, of it. No, no, there's like not much more that we could talk about. Let's pee. Let's let's do a pee break for the I think car we bar. Just get drunk in the car and keep it on. Yeah. All right. But pause. We're pausing the car bar right now. One hour later. Haley, which we appreciate. Haley, you Haley, for. Haley. What? Spell obscene noise life backwards. Oh shit! <laughs> You're done, dude. F I L E. There's a space. Space. Carry on. Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Okay. E Z O I N. No. Space E. I O N. F I L. I'm lost. <laughs> I'll have to no. later. <laughs> that was not right. <laughs> no, it wasn't right at all. <laughs> Wait, let me start again. Okay. <clears throat> Where's me jewel? Exclamation point, exclamation point. Yeah. E F I L. Mm-hmm. Space. Space. <laughs> e Z. I O N space E M E M Yeah, E M Is that how it's spelled? M E M E Where's the M? E R T R E E R E X E T I am so confused right now. Are you spelling extreme noise life? Are you spelling extreme noise life? Obscene! Extreme noise life. Obscene. Obscene noise life is supposed to be a joke about it. Obscene noise life is like E. <laughs> I'm so glad I asked. <laughs> Do you have my jewel still, Siobhan? I thought it was in your job. E N E. I thought so too. C S. 
Us being noise life. Us being noise life. Brad, 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 you do it. Wait, us being noise life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. E F I L space. E Z I O N space. E N. E. <laughs> Z-B-O Obscene Noise Life <laughs> No, no, no That's how it's spelled O-B-Z-E-N-E No, the obscene is spelled correctly And noise is spelled Okay, E-N-E Six boys on the line I've been working nine to five With your school boys on the line Work all day and I work all night with all right, I'm stopping this all. No, keep it going. No, no, no.